Welcome to the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Once again, good morning and welcome. It's good to be with you. And what a joy uh, as we celebrate what God is doing in the lives of our students. This is a milestone moment in their faith in their connection to God's church through his son, Jesus Christ, and we celebrate with them and with their families. So I pray that you would continue to pray for them, that you would join me in standing alongside them as we continue to encourage them as they take next steps in faith and in connection to to the body of Christ. It's this growth in our faith, this lifelong pursuit of Jesus that really our, our journey in Christ is all about. We're always meant to be growing up into Jesus, to be growing deeper into our connection and commitment into the things of God. Whether we're nine or 99 or anywhere in between, this journey is something that we are on. As we've said this morning, confirmation isn't a graduation for these students. They're not done and just ready to move on now. You can think of it as page one of just the next chapter in their faith journey. And this morning, each of us finds ourselves somewhere in that story, somewhere in that book. There's some chapter that we're on in our life with Christ, in our life as people. Some of us may be a bit older and feel younger in our faith or maybe just beginning. Others may be young and yet already have significant experiences in Christian faith. But the point is, somewhere in this journey, uh, we find ourselves this morning Each of us is in this story. And so that means we haven't gotten to the last page yet, and God isn't done with us, and that's good news for each of us this morning. It's the good news that the psalmist declared in Psalm 71. Kara Kara read the first few verses of that psalm this morning, where we heard, you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth, I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. And so this writer of Psalm 71 is insisting that the faithfulness of God began day one of his life. In fact, even before then, this writer is saying, well, even while I was in the womb, God, you were faithful. You were there for me. You were trustworthy. From conception to birth to the early days of life, God proved himself reliable. And the the writer looks back and says, as I've seen you be faithful, my reliance on you has grown. God has proven himself again and again, been faithful to us daily. And so our confidence and our hope grow alongside us as we grow up as human beings. At least that's the testimony of this writer of Psalm 71. It's a psalm that's anonymous. It might possibly have been written by King David, but we're not certain. But we see this author looking back, looking back at his own life and recognizing no matter how far back he looks, he sees God there. No matter how young he tries to remember his days, he sees the faithfulness of God there. And from what he's come to know of God, he says, I'm quite certain that even before any day I can remember, God, you were there before I was born, and even while I was still in my mother's womb. God's faithfulness goes back. 
And so for the psalmist, there's a natural response that is evoked. As the psalmist thinks back to the, to the faithfulness of God, to the presence, to the reliability, to the steadfastness and goodness of God, the psalmist says, there's something in me that wells up as a response. And it's a response of confidence and hope and praise. And the psalmist declares in so many words, God, God, you have always been my hope. Ever since I was a little kid, you've been there. You've been faithful. And so I, I have a life that breaks out in praise in response to you. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. And so the writer of this psalm isn't, isn't content to simply reflect and think back and say, yep, yep, God was there, and to be comforted by that. But this writer says, I want to have spill out of me a response of praise, a testimony to the splendor and goodness of God. And so he writes it down into words, and it seems clear from what he writes that this that this isn't just something he puts down in writing, but that spills out of his everyday life. It's part of his vocabulary of living. And we discover next in this psalm that not only is the writer saying, God, you've been faithful, but he's saying, and I need you to keep doing that. I need you to keep being faithful. Because we go on to discover that, this, that the psalmist is in trouble. There's something going on. He says, my enemies speak against me and say, God has forsaken him. Pursue him and seize him, for no one will rescue him. Do not be far from me, my God. Come quickly, God, to help me. And so this writer finds himself in a tough spot and says, God, I need you to keep your reliability streak going. I can look back and see that you've always been faithful, but I am counting on you to keep being faithful or I'm sunk. We don't know exactly what's going on in the psalmist's life, but apparently it's a, a matter of, of dire need. There's something urgent, a serious struggle that's going on. And it's interesting that in the, in the meantime, as the psalmist awaits a response from God, he says, well, in the meantime, I'm just gonna keep singing God's praise because the psalm goes on and says, as for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long, though I know not how to relate them all. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. And so the psalmist thinks back to the reliability and faithfulness of God and says, God, I really need that right now. And as I wait, I'm going to praise you. I'm not gonna wait for an answer and then give my praise, but I'm gonna praise you in the meantime. Now, I do need to give you a bit of a spoiler, though, because as we look at the psalm in its entirety, we see that maybe or even probably the psalm wasn't written down hastily in the midst of a, a sweat-inducing, hand-wringing conflict, it's possible that the psalmist finds himself on the other side of this situation and again is able to reflect on the faithfulness of God. It seems likely that God has already come through yet again in the life of this author because the psalm ends like this. 
I will praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, my God. I will sing praise to you with the lyre, holy one of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I whom you have delivered. My tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long. For those who wanted to harm me have been put to shame and confusion. And so in the closing stanza of this song, we discover that that those who had it out for the writer seem to have already gotten theirs. Justice has been served. There's satisfaction that's been delivered to the writer. And God has proven faithful yet again. And I want us to go back because in the middle of this psalm, in the middle of all this reflection and petition and praise, we hear the writer shift his gaze and look ahead to the days that God will give him. Rather than looking back and calling out in the, in the present, the writer looks ahead and says, don't cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me until I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. And so this is a, a, a powerful and beautiful psalm. It covers the entire span of life and of human existence, from time in the womb before birth to, to youth and then on to old age and gray hair. You've always been there for me, God, and there will never come a time when I don't need you. I'm gonna keep needing your faithfulness. This morning, I'd like for us to sit with three questions coming out of Psalm 71. First question is, where do we, where do I see God in my past? As I reflect, as I look back in my life, where can I point to the thread of God's presence and faithfulness? If I look back to my early childhood, or if I look back to to the past week, where do I see God show up in my story? Where do I see evidence of God's goodness and reliability? Where can we join in the psalmist in singing of God's faithfulness and goodness? I know for some of, some of you, it's probably easy. You might say, oh, this happened a month ago. This happened a week ago. I remember when I was a kid and this happened. But I want to acknowledge as well that for some of you, for some of us, thinking back and trying to look for evidence of God may be frustrating. We may look back and think, well, where was God when I needed him? Why don't I have stories to tell if, if somebody sitting beside me can, can nod along and say, yes, God's always been there for me. Why does it seem hard for me to believe that as strongly as they seem to? Why doesn't God seem to always be as reliable as I would hope he would be? And these are honest questions These are questions that God can handle. In fact, these are questions that show up a lot in other Psalms in the Bible. God, where are you? God, what's going on? God, why don't I see you now? This is language we've been given to express our whole experience in life before a holy God. Because if we look back at our lives and we're honest, we probably can point to times we've seen evidence of God, can point to his reliability and faithfulness. And we point to other times where we say, I've got questions. I'm not sure what was going on there. 
and I'm still wondering. But it's all real, and these are all things we can bring to God. Confirmands, this morning, uh, as you look back on your own lives, you have uh, a little shorter video to watch than many of us do. But we pray that already you can look back in your lives and point to times you've seen God be faithful. You can point to God's work in your life. In fact, that's been part of what we've been doing in Confirmation is sharing stories. I love how Confirmation has been led here at Bethany as parents and students learn together and share stories together. So you can hear from each other. You've heard from your parents and your teachers and they've heard from you as we talk about these things of faith and real stuff in life. And I pray that you continue to do that. Continue to share a story with your parents, with your friends, and with your brothers and sisters here at church. Second question for us this morning is, why do I need God now? If I can look at God's faithfulness in the past, or maybe ponder exactly what was going on, how do I need God now? And why would I come to God with whatever's going on? Is there anything going on in your life right now, something you're facing that maybe, perhaps, you have not yet brought to God? I know there are times we, we actually get so overwhelmed with what's going on. We can become, we can become uh, distracted. We become paralyzed. We're not sure what to do. And we forget, perhaps, to bring our deepest emotions and troubles and concerns before God. Or maybe we try to figure out solutions on our own. We assume that if something's gonna happen, it's gonna require us taking steps and, and figuring it out. So what is it this morning you want to bring to God and need to bring to God? Because we see from this psalm that our faith in God is actually meant to keep us coming back to God. We don't graduate. We don't say, okay, I believe, and I'm good, and now I'm on my own. Our faith in God means we keep coming and kneeling before God. Trusting that God is loving, believing that God actually has the power and loves us enough to work out everything for good in our lives doesn't mean we just quietly go on our own way. We are actually meant to continue to pour our hearts out to him and say, God, I need you again. This is the language and the example we're given in so many Psalms that we're not meant to keep silent. The psalmist, the writer of Psalm 71, doesn't reflect on the faithfulness of God and then just shut up. He says, God, I need you again. And the last question this morning is, what's the purpose for our future? What is God's purpose for our future? Listen again to Psalm 71. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. God's faithfulness and provision and goodness and love are absolutely meant for each of us, but they're not meant just for us. God sustains us, gives us life so we can live into our purpose that God also gives us. And we see that. We see that there are people who came before us who were faithful. God blessed them and they poured into our lives. And now God has given us the opportunity, 
given us lives that we're meant to invest in those around us. We're meant to declare the power and love and goodness of God to the next generations, those who come after us. This is the whole concept of confirmation. When we gather on a Sunday like this, we declare, we confirm that we have done our part to pass along to the next generation the basics, the foundations of faith that they will need to build their own lives upon. And they confirm that they have received these things from us. God doesn't grant gifts of gray hair just to frustrate us, but to reward us with a long life that's meant to be lived with a purpose. We're meant to use the lives we've been given to keep on sharing the stories that are ours. To declare to the next generations, this is what God has done in my life. And we can share honestly that we've had our our share of challenges and doubts, that our life hasn't been without difficulty and challenge, but, but we've seen God in our stories, and we've come to see, perhaps in some way, how our story fits into the story of God. Perhaps we can share how when times have been dark and frustrating for us, we've relied on the stories of Scripture. We've leaned on those stories of God's people and God's faithfulness in the past by going to his word, and we can share that story as well. God has given us the days of our lives because he loves us and because he's given us a purpose. And so may each of us, whether we're nine or 99 or younger or older or somewhere in between, may each of us be faithful in taking time to look back, to look back and reflect on the faithfulness of God. May we take time now to stop and come before God with whatever we need and whatever is on our hearts. And may we be faithful in sharing with those around us, especially to the younger ones, these in the next generation, our stories and the story of God. And may we be faithful as God's people for as many days as God gives us. Please join me in prayer. God of faithfulness and God of love, our hope is in you and in you alone. Gracious Father, we thank you for your son Jesus who gives us new life. We thank you, God, for the people who came before us and who have left an an imprint, a lasting legacy in our own lives. God, would you keep us faithful, faithful as individuals and as your body in passing on what you have given us. May your Holy Spirit strengthen, encourage, and guide us. We do pray our continued blessing on our confirmands, their life in you and their families in the days ahead. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen.